Hello everyone and welcome back to the Straight Up Podcast, episode 12 this week with Connor White. Uh, Connor's a friend of mine, um, a legend in the Armagh circle, certainly the Armagh harp sphere. Um, he is someone who is looked upon as a leader by his peers and his teammates, um, someone who we thought would be a fantastic guest to have on the show uh, to share his story, um, as well as draw on those leadership qualities and talk about how he's turned his setbacks into comebacks. Um, and just elaborate on the grit for training uh, and the love for the grind. So it'll be a really interesting episode. So let's see what he has to say. Cheers, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, lad. And uh, just to point out at the outset, this is our first in-person guest recording. So it's good to have us all in, in Armagh here in the Bergen household. Yes, uh, Shane, welcome to the show. What's the crack, lads? Uh, great to be here. Straight up and out of bed um, on the early ground this morning. Um, but no, absolutely no issue with doing that because I knew the man sitting across from us. He appreciates the grind. Yeah. Um, so that's what he's all about. Yeah. So no issue. Pleasure to be here. Um, haven't been in our man in a while, so class to be recording at Johnny's house. Um, so looking forward, looking forward to the show, big time. Indeed, good intro. Before I pass the the, the mic to Connor here, and um, just from my point of view, obviously knowing you a very very long time from being from our man himself. Um, year below you in school, so maybe having direct contact coming through school, but certainly um in the community sense, the football sense, sporting sense, and I as a friendship. Um, absolutely love to have you on here and I already know kind of what you're going to say but I want it to be well known to everybody else that we recognise you as a calibre of individual we want for the show. So uh, welcome lad, um, what's the crack today? How's things we get on January last week or two before we get into the story? Um, thanks for having the lads on the show, um, buzzing to be on here and I played football with Johnny last year just for one year yeah. and um, I think uh, me and Johnny sort of came close friends yeah. maybe the past, over the past couple of years and then once i seen Johnny came onto the squad last year I was skeptical because yeah. he hadn't played much football yeah. but um, we bonded really well and since then like, we became very close friends and finally putting a face to the name of yes. Ashing yes. I've sort of been um, social media things seeing him pop up now and yes. again and it's good to see him um, I'm, I've got the pies out of bed early this morning here I'm going to do a bit of work myself yeah. so um I would say thanks for having me and um, a hard act to follow from last week. Shea Heffron. Shout out Shea, great episode last Class week. episode last week and um, by no means do I think that I'm accomplished or that I'm the finished article or anything I've done is, is by far great but if anybody achieves anything out of what I'm going to say here, that'll do me all of that. I'll, I'll do me very good there. Like. That's such a refreshing burst of humility. Damn, like that underlines, based on what I've heard about Whitey all through the years, that underlines him. Indeed. Here and about you from other fellas, mainly in Oregon. 
very innocent part sort of contingent. So I know that you captained all of the respective Simpats teams from uh, you know from first year almost all the way up. Yeah. So I suppose I suppose uh, what the, what did that take from you, or what did people see in you, or what would you even see in yourself? Or not even that. I wouldn't make you say that. It's like um, I suppose what were you doing to to get those positions uh, from such a young age and yeah. just repeatedly. Yeah. Be my um. Thanks, Ashley. Um. I don't know. It just felt like it was one thing that maybe just come natural to me in life. Like a lot of things just to work for and and gr- and grind for. But just one thing that I was always good at was maybe being very vocal yeah. and very dominant, and you know, and taking charge of situations, yeah. mainly on the football field. Yeah. So, um, just from an early age, I established that maybe character and people sort of. From the outset, people sort of judge about there, and as, as the years carried on, you know, yeah. I had that people people thought of that of me. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That ability to lead as well. Like, you know, I think probably remember even before that was some past primary school. You had to, yeah. there was you your both heads said there, um, and we would just be battling the CPS. Yeah, you you're the big bad sub goalkeeper <laughs> <laughs> across time. So I remember even before some past days, I said some past um, grammar school, and we were in some past primary school before. And um, yeah, just that like natural born leadership qualities, and um, you know, you could draw attention, and then again, run right through to the senior team last year uh, in the jet in the dressing room, just demanding authority. It's it's a, it's a really really good, you know, it's good to be around that sort of individual. Whether it's is in the sporting context, as in you know, we get ready to do battle at, um, out in the pitch, or in the sense of you know, a conversation like this here, and I'm sitting someone down. You know, the whole point of what we wanted to get out of the podcast was. And not only help other people listen, but if each person we interview, we can take one or two things from from them, then that, that's a great way to start Saturday, as, we, as we've always said. So it's it's probably a really good place to start, as you said, Ashina, about you know, coming from um, your early days, sporting throughout school and that, mm-hmm. and um, maybe even aside from the sporting context, where did you see yourself coming through school, Connor? You know, what was your path like before you get, before you get to where you are now? Like, where did you... You said, you know, the chat before about you maybe changed paths along the way. Like, what was the story from where you thought you were going to end up maybe at the start anyway, coming through school? Yeah. So, um, as I said, one thing that probably came natural to me was being a leader yeah. on the football mm-hmm. on the football field. So, one thing that didn't come natural was me was knocking down and stuck in my books, not like these two lads. So, um, that was one thing that I always, always struggled with. And it felt in a way that, you know, I was just there in school to play football, which is which is a sad thing too. You know, I never used that little opportunity in school. Yeah. And in terms of what my decisions were, like you know, university path, uh, levels, it always just seemed to me that I was relying on my decision upon somebody else. You know, the boys were going to university, the girl I was going with was going to university. I had to go to university. Not yeah. that like you know, this is a career, this is an opportunity. You know, yeah. I really want to, I really want to go this path for yourself, for myself. Yeah. So it was always you know. Um, football, I was okay. I was clear minded, one minded. This was going to be my way or no way. Yeah. And in terms, in terms of schooling, education wise, I just drifted, went through the paces, you know. And I never, I, and I never seized that opportunity. But I'm lucky. Had turned out now. I've done two years in Belfast. Just went, as I said, went through the paces. Didn't really commit to anything. Didn't, didn't go to class. Drank, enjoyed myself, you know. Well, I didn't enjoy myself, but enjoy night, enjoy night, so I thought I was enjoying myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going clearly off, clearly on the wrong path. Yeah. So, um, I'm thankfully now I'm on the right, the right path, you know, and I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. changed it. Yeah. Um, I suppose my point, we all know that there are, I don't know, hundreds of 
fellas, maybe that are 16, 17 in school, on a similar path to that, you know, doing things, doing things in relation to others, not doing things for themselves. Maybe putting emphasis on, I don't know, sport in school as opposed to the actual school. So the obvious question for me is, what would you say to, to the likes of those people, if maybe on a similar path to what you were back then, you know, doing things not for themselves, but just respond to what others were doing or, you know, focusing on too much almost in football in school or, or some other extracurricular thing other than the school. Yeah, there was one thing that I always done when I was in school it was like I always made my decisions based on the moment yeah. so who I with where they were going yeah. and what they were doing mm-hmm. I never sat down with myself and recollecting my thoughts and was like um, what what am I going to be in five years what am I going to be in ten years and that was one thing Shea Harper touched on last week you yeah. know how he plans out about in a month's time or three months time and how it's going to affect you look he is very advanced yeah. if we're being honest with ourselves yeah. like I even when I was in school or even a lot of my university career, I was bouncing about from decision to decision, you know, talked yeah. about this. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose it's an interesting thing what Shay did say yeah. from 16, uh, probably before that, like what he's doing, he says he's getting the plan and yeah, the yes. It's very, very behind that, yes, like, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, but I suppose the earlier you can, the earlier you can get a sense of the bigger picture, the better, you know? Yeah. So yeah. 16 is early for a player to have oh, he had it at 16, yeah. but if you can get there even at, 18, 19, 20, yeah. you know, it's obviously going to benefit you. Yeah. Even at 20 years of age, if you know what direction you're going, but it's 16 or 17 is just very important to get a clear path. You yes. Because yeah, like exactly. every decision, as I know you're very young, but every decision that you make at that age is going to ultimately lead you on a certain path. Yeah. Might, might not be your career when you're 30 yeah, years of age, yeah, yeah. but it's going to create a mindset, create a path or where you want to end up, yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that we're all pretty have where we're at now but again like i could go back to where i was at that is and wish i knuckled down more than i did but um sitting here now like i'm happy with where i'm at but you know uh it's never too late that's probably what i would say uh, like you're you're happy with where you're at now whether it's football or career relationships sport you know we're in a position now we're going to be um, able to look back on that and, and be in a position to judge it and think maybe you could have done things differently but at, yeah. the, end of, at the end of the day it might have made a, a, a massive difference to why we're sitting here today however you know, it's 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 a reflective exercise, isn't it, to see yeah. where you are? Uh, but it's good to say we are happy where we're at, but it's better that we're happier. Sorry, we're happier with where we're going. Yeah, the future, like yeah, what's exactly. Next. Yeah. So. And sometimes I would, I'd, I'd get, I'd get very overwhelmed. You know, and like I'd be thinking myself, geez, I'm getting on a bit here. I've wasted two years of university. I repeated a year of A levels. I came out of university, didn't know what I was doing. Was a cure assistant in a, in a hospital for another yeah. two years. Yeah. Same thing. Some days I'd be sitting at home and I'm going, "There's five years of my peak, of my peak, peak time yeah, that I've wasted. What was yeah. I actually doing there?" Yeah, yeah. And then I said, "No, no, no. Why is yourself up, man? You're only you're only 26 years of age. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you've plenty of time ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. You're in a better career than you've ever been position in a career yeah. you've ever been your whole entire life. Yeah, yeah. Calm down. You're going the right path." But and then time to just flip the other shit. You're like, you know, yeah. you flip the switch and so you're... You should say to yourself, I'm if I keep up this piece where I'll be in a year or two years. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, so just back to football, like you're talking about um, essentially wasting years or whatever. I'm sure it was at some time, but see in terms of football at the minute, I, I've been injured for on and off for three years. <coughs> so like at times I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm 25 and I'm... You know, I've lost two and a half years, three years of football, and I'm thinking, geez, I, I'm getting on. Yeah. But obviously, I'm over, I am overthinking it too. Like I've seen it, 
I know. It's a If you're sitting in a situation now and you're sitting shuffling 25, I missed three seasons, there's nothing wrong with that. Or I'm sitting now, I'm 26, I've wasted five years of my life in terms of career. Yeah. That's okay. That's and I, it, it kind of is okay, but it's not, it's it, for me to be sitting here unsettled and, you know, wanting to go more and go quicker and go yeah. faster. Yeah. In my mind, is is a good thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah, yeah. makes me want to <clears throat> makes you want to work harder. Yeah, it's, it's healthy. <coughs> yeah, I was going to ask you both uh, talking about your views there. You know, wasted is a very strong word. What what I would ask you to in those if you could reflect back to those times you think you might have been able to do better. Have you always been able to like, learn lessons and try and be able to analyze the situation you're in? You know, whether it's an injury, what could you've done better, or you know, if you work in care systems and hospitals, obviously a rewarding job you're helping people. You're always trying to be positive and think of the glasses half full. Um, I suppose for me recently, I would always view that whatever happens is my responsibility. You know, if I'm coming back from injury and pull a hamstring, it's my it's, it's ultimately my fault. Yeah, I've done something yeah, wrong yeah. along the way. Yeah. There's no point in saying it's, it's anyone's fault except my own. Yeah. So I think I take comfort from the fact that I'm allowing myself to be 100 percent responsible. Yeah. And then also I'm going to be 100 percent responsible for coming back yeah that's you know, right. so the power the power is with me it's with anyone yeah you know yeah that's, that's class that you actually said that actually because that was one thing that i wrote down here and i was going to say in this podcast yeah it's like you can never really be truly uh, what do you call it, honest to yourself and you're never really going to really going to change or, or go on the certain path or right direction you want to go on until you are fully responsible for your actions that's it yeah. it's actually it's actually crazy when you think of it like you have to be fully responsible and you can't blame for so many years i went and blamed teachers or my mum and dad or my friends or yes. doing this or I, someone had led me in this path yes. and then one day it, I, it just clicked with me and i was yeah. like you know it's ultimately down to me you're in you are fully in control yeah. and it, it's you're everybody has a choice to make yeah that's one thing we have in life is a freedom of choice yes and you're fully you're fully responsible for your choice yeah, yeah. I think that's very important any, any aspect as you said there connor um just as I said, in, in any way, whether you're coming through school and reflecting back where you are always out of control or now you know, going forward. But being able to harness the responsibility and say, you know, my neck where I go next is down to me. Um, whether you wanna manifest your thoughts or the actions you have or you want to make a plan outright, you know, it's it's always good to to think this way now going forward. I think it's it's been good to sit here with every guest and kinda and kinda have them share you know, our mutual thoughts on yes. the whole podcast in the sense of you know, we're in control to take action. As we've always, I think I've said this like 10 times in the podcast that, you know, this was a thought for us. We took action and getting this going and then getting to hear yourself bring, bring your thoughts to the table. Um, it's certainly motivating, like, and, and that's probably a key theme of this episode is taking control and taking responsibility. Uh, yeah, so 100% agree. Um, in fact, I've, I've started reading just out to myself. Just to finish off this point, I started reading out to myself every day. I've just I ripped it down. I'm 100% responsible for my thoughts, my actions, and the results that I produce. You know, Close. even though there's so many other people involved in your life and the decisions that you make, because it just that's what it boils down to. Like, that you're 100% responsible. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just like a baseline. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a baseline. Um. So yeah, in terms of like setbacks and um obstacles, overcoming obstacles, Connor. I think you mentioned already the, the setback comeback aspect. So let's get stuck into that. Yeah, um, but I suppose getting back into um, I suppose the injury side of things, unfortunately, um, you've had quite a quite a, a battle with injuries. Extensive. Yeah, 
definitely the, the knee you were talking about there. Yeah. Um, so I suppose what, what's the background of that? When did that yeah. So when I first made the Arnold Miners when I was 16, that's when I got my first knee operation. My cartilage. And then this is another thing when I was young, you know, people trying to tell you, take time out, plenty of years ahead of you. Yeah. I was back playing four weeks, <clears throat> done the knee again, but I didn't need an operation. <laughs> 16 years of age is my second thing, didn't play football in 16. Yeah. And then in my last year at Miner, I actually got a successful year or whatever. And then I was told at that time never to run on treadmills or whatever. And then 2018, I was training flat out, you know, and I think it was maybe the da damage of trying to lose the weight and all the, the training I went through to try and lose that weight that I'd put on university and how it went out of control, sort of, to gain that control gain and that dog that I went through as like six o'clock in the morning, Monday to Friday, and then train that night as well. So I think that put a lot of pressure on my joints and my knees. 2018, the knee operation, the knee operation again. And then they, that was in January 2018, and yeah. December, the end of the year 2018. Uh, that's what they called it, was my last knee operation. So they removed the cartilage from my knee. So technically, you're bone on bone then. Yeah. So he, I was told then not to play again. But I heard Johnny was coming back for the for the harps. <laughs> so another, no other option but to get stuck in for one more year. And awesome. I never really I never really play, trained on the field last year. I just was on the air bike or, the, or, or just the bike, and doing altitude, and then playing games. And even when I played games, you're waking up in the mornings and it felt like a car crash, you know. So I tried my best this year. I'd planned to come back. But that's a change. I'd, I'd moved job in September. I was going to focus primarily on that there. Yes. So I'd, um, I'd try to come back and play Nats, but it just was not happening. The knee just wasn't the same. Just just what you said there, Connor, about the, you playing last year. I vividly remember when we were doing our pre-season like, circuits in the gym and you probably just had your surgery. And you'd be standing there in your crutches and just being present. Uh, at that point of the season, obviously, you went on to then get on the, get on the pitch and play. It was just. Maybe Colonel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that says the disco muscles. Um, just massive for the boys. Like, I, as you said, I was only part of the ball for one year, but throughout, probably say the last six, seven years, you've been part of the Harp senior team. Um, you know, the value that you have um, just being there, even when you are injured, it is massive. And uh, that speaks volumes for you as a character. But Maybe just focusing on the sort of the injury and then the comeback, as you said yourself, you know, the hunger and desire to get back on the pitch or back back in the gym, whatever it is. And um, would you maybe say, looking back now, that that maybe was kind of your victim of your own success, not right? You're hungry to constantly be playing, but now maybe it's taking a toll in your body, so you're having to, as you as I hundred percent back to your decision to take a step back and, and maybe you know focus on other areas. But it's just that unrelenting desire to want to constantly get stuck back in. And, and as you mentioned too, with your injuries, maybe it's a, a problem coming back too early sort of thing. Well, I think of all the seasons, maybe to first be your first season out, this is probably a decent season, you know, because nobody is nobody was playing football for two months there. Yeah. So I can't sit here and say that I'm not missing football. I am missing football until I actually go up and watch a game. Yeah. Until they see the boys playing. Because this is the first year, the big derbies this year, we Harps of the Oaks in the same league. First time, my first time near three seasons, so yeah, it's the big Armagh Derby. So until I, I think until I probably go up and watch that game, I don't think I'm really gonna be able to say what experience what it feels like. But the thing I've learned, I've learned more about myself during lockdown than anything else in the world, and I've learned more about myself since I've stopped playing football than anything else in the world as well. Because um, you think I, I was in a mindset where like. This team cannot function without me. You know, I need to be here or in Sheraton. Yeah. I I developed that mindset for myself, and 
the reality is and the sad reality is that things move on life moves on yeah you know yeah. i went up and watched training all night for half an hour i like them boys are still giving 100 percent. they're still training as hard yeah and i've moved on in my own direction and they've moved on in their own direction yeah and that's just that's just reality of life and i think i maybe should have had just had that mindset when i was trying to come back with these injuries i thought that i had to rush back you know never give myself fully time because these boys couldn't cope without me and that, yeah, yeah. you know i don't know why I, I don't know why i thought that there it was it was a mindset thing i developed or whatever but yeah. ultimately it did cost me maybe a couple of years now playing football as well yeah. i know not taking the proper re- rehab or yes uh, rushing back well is there some consolation in all of this that you were lucky enough to lift the Senior championship in 2017. Yeah, well, thank Pass. God. Like, you know, th- thank God we did because yeah. like the two, I think it was the two or three. The, the third, we played Cross McLean in two fans, 2014, 2015, and I was that out of shape and I was in, in university. That I couldn't even get on the team. Like, I, I, I got on one of the finals. I got on. I, got, I think came on a sub in both finals, and we're completely hammered. And then 2016, I just switched the lights on. I don't know what happened, who overcame me or whatever. Yeah, I just became. Donnie, Donnie always speaks about the dog mentality. Yeah, yeah. And just got back, got back to where I wanted to be. And thankfully, that I was made captain for the 16 and, and 17, and I won that championship. You know, when it does give, I, 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 I still believe I've underachieved in my career. You know, I yes. should have had a better county career. Yes. I should have played. You know, I should have played the harps and started all them things. Mm. Could have been captain for more years, but thankfully I did win one thing. I'm not saying that it, it justifies the thing times I wasn't playing or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What what a thing to win! What a thing to win though. The first senior championship for the Harps, the club in twenty six years. No, you you don't realize the magnitude of it until they actually win it, and then there's yeah. a grown man there that you haven't seen in years yeah, crying, yeah. like yeah. crying around. Well, well, let's focus on that for a couple of minutes here. What was that like lifting that trophy? You know that journey to the final, and I was at, at the match. The the two goals quickly session turned around, and the next thing you know, county champions. Like, what was it like being on the pitch and you know to lift that? Do you know the one thought I have that day, and I always think of it this day, I was like, we rushed off that field. I rushed off that field, yeah, and, yeah. and I couldn't, like, I couldn't wait to get to the after party. I couldn't wait to get to the club. I couldn't wait to get, you know, the celebrations. Yes. Yeah. And I, never, and like, I don't even have a photograph of my mum or my dad or my brother or anything on the field with a cup that day. Yeah, yeah. And that is one thing that always sticks in my mind, that I never shavered the moment. Yes, yes. Well, do you remember what it felt like in your heart? Oh, it was crazy. Was oh, yeah, I remember, I remember I'd remember. i always have that. I'll always have that, and always the photograph. I actually did photograph the mum and dad hugging me, but there's none of us with a cup in the field. And yeah. for some reason, we were in the chain rooms, and everybody celebrating, and just a whole rush, you know, get down, the get, was like yeah. on, the, on the Mulberry for the feed, into the Harps Club, down to Belfast, everything's just boom, boom, boom. It wasn't like, you know, this is the greatest moment of our lives. That is one thing that, I, that I'd always think about that match and reflect on for some reason. I don't know why, maybe it's. A negative thing to reflect on as well, but yeah, that's. Well, in terms of that Harps squad, was that a case of things clicking, or was was there some sweeping changes between the previous couple of years and twenty seventeen? I suppose when I first came on to the senior team, I think all the senior teams, I guess maybe it was like a drinking mentality, like you know, it was just like a pub league sort of thing. Yeah. And then when one team starts going to the gym, I think the whole thing just went through our ma. You know, and everybody, everybody was at the gym, and everybody's training like dogs. Yeah. And I remember sitting, and we, we so we started training with Tom Gribben in 2016, starting the fitness. He, like he talked, we'd never done strength conditioning before in our lives. It was like press ups, sit ups, 
we'll run you all year and hopefully you win a match. <laughs> but like we so we done strength conditioning with Tom in 2016, and I remember sitting in the June and he was saying to me like, you know, he's not gonna win the championship this year, we win it next year. But this is where we put the work in, and we ain't never seen training like in my life. So I was sitting there in June 2016, and I was like, yeah, oh, we're definitely gonna win the championship next year. And when he beat Cross that year, Cross beat us by like, I think a lucky goal, missed an easy chance in 2016. That gives even more confidence. And we were like, we can do this year. And it, it, it just, it never ever thought like we were going to lose that championship in 2017. And then, and people can say that we didn't beat Cross, but then no, Mary, Mary actually got beat Cross twice in that championship. Yes. You know, back to her, beat them in the first round and then beat them across the back door. Yeah. I beat them again, I think it was a semi final. Oh, so people were licking your lips then? So, like, I people can say we're licking our lips, but we'll never, you know, people always have that over, so he's never won a, a real championship. He's never been across. Oh, I yes, seen, I yes. seen the boys, like, the work that them boys put in, like, there was no doubt in my mind they were going to win that championship. Was, it's funny, on the day, but then as you alluded to there, it's the work that goes in the background. Don't know what it's like to be part of a senior team, especially the Harps in this day and age. It's not just what you do in the 60, 70 minutes on the pitch. It's, you know, seven days a week, you're recovering your gym sessions. Yeah. Um, and I know I've spoke to you about this before, just the, like, the band of brotherhood mentality. There's one thing having uh, 15 talented players, 20 or squad, but it's our ability to um, come together and not to start at 15, you know, five subs, 20, you know, like you tell the boys in the bench, you don't get on. Um, but then you, as a leader of that pack, you know, you were saying that one of the things you really, maybe it's maybe less pressure on your shoulders now to have to worry about other boys, but you know, back in there when you're in the thick of the fight, you know, having everyone behind you, you leading the pack, you know, you concerned about everybody else, whether you're, whether yeah. it's number one or number 30, you're, you want everyone to do the best they can on the day, um, on the train or match, um, for the club in general. So, you know, the club runs through you 100%, lad. you definitely bleed blue, but can you just recall then back what it was like in terms of, you know, coming off the back of that, and then did you have to reset your goals and all? Obviously, because we didn't win a championship last year, so what was it like then coming out of that? Was it hard to was it was it like I'm living in in, in cloud nine, or was it quickly a slap in the face when things went back down? When got back down to reality. Um, I think we got this the slap in the face maybe two weeks later when we played Derry Gonley in the other championship, and I don't I don't think we had ever played a worse game in our entire lives. You know, so that 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 was a very very quick slap in the face. But I don't know whether it is Johnny. Um, if it's a mentality of people in Armagh or if it's a GM mentality or whatever because they haven't tasted success with that high before but as soon as we won that it just never was the same like and yeah. in, in my mind if we had a complete motivation. Uh, motivation and just just yeah. the complete mindset of everybody else so in my, and I believe if we hadn't won that final we'd have played another four or five finals yeah. Yeah. you know and that's one thing I enjoy every year football more than anything else I don't, I, it's, it's, a, it's a cliche to say you know it's all about the process yeah, but i yeah. I, I thoroughly like i mean that is one thing that i love like yeah, yeah. was it wasn't actually the winning lifting the cup it was like six o'clock in the morning there's 30 boys lifting the tin yeah, yeah. and you're out that night again training yeah. and run yeah. and then we, we went we done the gall park like and i mean boys had to get drove home and different like you know they couldn't drive the cars home <laughs> swear to god that's how, that's how bad it was and i was like that that there means probably more to me yeah. and that's I know as I said again it's a cliche to say it but it's like I love that process I think. it's almost like you put too much emphasis on the trophy as soon as you win it then you're, you're down instead yeah. of having the emphasis on doing the very best that this team can do yes because that could be three or four as you said three or four finals yeah well, you can't say three or more trophies as opposed to just right we're all in for this year's championship yeah. we'll win it and then naturally you just you just sort of not consciously, but just sub, subconsciously, just sort of drop down a level. Yeah, boys just thought that achieved the 
gjort mer än det penna kan gjort mer än pengar när man sätter. Det är väldigt många I was always one person, Johnny, who just, that's where I think we got along with me so well because yeah. we love the gym yeah. and we love training hard and love that grit, as you said. Yeah. But um, I think that's one thing I learned by myself during the, what do you call it, during the coronavirus pandemic. You know, I took a step back and says, you know, what am I actually at here? You know, do I need to be in the gym five nights a week, punish myself for what? You know, and and I have all, I, all I've been doing is press-ups and walking. I've done more walking now than I ever have and, a whole entire life and it's one of the most therapeutic things like I, I when I'm at home I'm working like I'm working from 7 to 5 and I get in black coffee banana and then I go walking now from like 7 to 9 and yeah. listen to music I listen I never listen to podcasts in life until this one here I swear to God I went for a walk this morning before I came this one so um, that's where I'm at now and then my brothers we have two brothers and they and one of them absolutely loves football. He's got he's got the buzz of football, and he's only fourteen. So I'll go checking about with him. Uh, still swing a few points. No, I'm not totally done yet. There, like I can get the involved. So like even if I can um, have, I, I just train them boys flat out if I can if I, if I can and have them. That's that's where I'm sort of at now, and I know it's I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not completely retired as in terms of like I'm not 56 years of age, but I'm, I'm only 26, and um, I'm sort of saying now, you know, if, if I can have my brother achieve something, yeah. That'd be the more we're next year. So I'm just taking along in training terms. I'm meeting I'm meeting more relaxed. I'm in a better state of mind. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually enjoying it. Nice. Not the punishment thing anymore. Even though I do come here the all time and get punished in Johnny's garage. Indeed, yeah. Yes, Connor, so with that in mind, um trying to be like a, a coach or a father figure like we're talking about, um, we know that you're involved with the Harps Miners. Yeah. Um, so maybe talk about talk about that experience. Yeah. So um, I, when I when I I was probably the, one of the main men, one of the miners. You know, everything evolves around you. You're the go-to person. You know, you're the can't you name the crop. Yeah. Like, yeah. At club level or a minor level in the team because you're the oldest there and everybody revolves around you. And then when you sort of leave minor, you're going in a transition of senior. And um, the heart sort of had a sort of drinking mentality. There was no real. It wasn't a driven situation. To go into, yes. and I just sort of went off the went off the rails a wee bit, not off the rails, but like you know, didn't have the same mentality that I had when yeah. I was a minor. Because you're the youngest yeah. now, and it doesn't. Experience. And when your body's developing that age, you think you can still you know do it. You can still do it, mm. and which you can't. And it does not too long take too long, maybe a couple of years for you to slip. So that time in my life, I didn't really feel like you know at the harps in general there was someone to chapter, you know, and 
so that was one thing I promised myself when I did get when I get back to full fitness and I was hold myself accountable and I was responsible as I spoke about before. Um, I was always going to be there. I was going to be some someone for the younger people to listen to. Yes. So I took up the post as minor manager last year. No, the year to, to, um, last year, yeah. And we got to the county minor final. It was one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done in my life because I knew what them boys were experiencing. I knew what lay ahead of them. Yeah. I knew. I knew it was going through their minds. So. I, so I got involved that way there, and it was one. Of, as I was saying, it was very, very rewarding. I loved it. Yeah. And I, when I was camping the herbs too, um, I think some of the lads maybe thought that I was on their case a lot, you know. But I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. I remember some young boys in that team there. Does he going, who, who does he think he is? What's he? What's he on about? Yeah. Should look what he done, and that's yeah. my point. Yeah. Look what I done. Yeah. yeah. I can. Know, I know where you're going. I know what's happening. I know what you're going through. Yes. I can. So I can help you out. Guide them on that path. Yeah. The name, as as we spoke about the first half of the episode, coming through that age when you know it's easy to get distracted easy to get you know laid and um, led off the right track uh, and i think that's a testament to your character that now that maybe you're not directly involved with ball in hand yourself as an on the pitch you're helping others the future of the club and um, guiding those youngsters through whenever you felt you'd been guided at, at your when you were their age and um, and as you said that was probably the most rewarding thing alongside captaining the club to the senior county title um, and you know, is that something you want to, you know, take forward, you know, that coaching aspect and continue to, you know, be involved with the club and, and you know, help the youngsters coming through? Yeah, that's saying it's 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 unbelievable how rewarding it is. Yeah. And I am um, um, so it's very it's a very, very rewarding thing. Um can't remember what I was saying here, to be honest. I sort of took a step back yeah. from the harps and completely in general this year for the past 12 months. So I sort of said, really find where my headspace was and what I wanted to do with young football. Yes. And um, I've enjoyed my time away, but that's definitely one thing that I want. I always got involved in and was underage coaching and helping out and I'll always be there for anyone needs a hand. But um, for the time being, I just think for the rest of the season, I'm just going to take a complete step back. Yeah. And then next year, and you said that's squad. probably the best thing that's happened so far. You know, lockdowns reflected where you're at, where you're going, and just being able to step away from the cauldron of like constantly being asked what's happening, football, football, football. Because you said now you're going places and everybody does know you as Big Whitey, Harps legend. You know, you're not always getting asked how the Harps doing or what's the crack inside night and time. You're going and meeting new people, experiencing new things. And I know personally from having lived and worked away from, you know, here in North Ireland and all that, Belfast, whatever, it's quite a small community place. You see, also, you see people at the same time. I know recently you've been away working over in England and Dubai. Is that, you know, you feel like that's been part of your sort of new chapter almost? Yeah, well, it's just a, it's a funny contrast in my, two, my last two jobs when I was working local there in building sites. I remember I used to get sent off and maybe in a league game when you land up and there were like five boys, five builders from the Kilku and they would know all about you and they were, la- they were laughing at you or pointing at you and like I remember Graham Obi just in the championship last year and I was completely gutted like and horrified land up to this house work on the Monday morning there was like six Graham Obi's waiting there like just chatting shit in your ear and then complete contrast change this job here and like the boys I work with don't even they don't even care about football so like you've got to completely transform your skill like my how, how my skill set has come on is unbelievable i think that I'm just focusing primarily on my job yes and being a bit selfish so to speak yeah so um like these boys don't don't know who i am so i'm out there completely trying to prove myself as a different person yes. not connor white as the footballer yeah i'm yeah. connor white the electrician yeah yeah, yeah that's cool.
Yeah, basically, so that, that's the story. I think we went through um, all the certain the points that I had noted down there. Um, your story in terms of where you came from, our younger days, where you're at now, and um, plenty of lessons run out there, Connor. It's good. I can definitely tell, like you're you're content and happy with where you're at, and uh, you know, definitely reflecting like positivity from not only like what you're saying, you're you're getting out of life now at the minute, but you know, looking back, as you said, there actually, it's it's too easy to look in hindsight at all these things. You know, um, I know even myself, I certainly wouldn't say that I would do if I went back. I'd do everything the same, but you know that this is what the podcast is all about. Yeah, you know, drawing these conversations out of people, um, and just hearing what they have to say. But hope you've enjoyed your time in the show, Connor. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. That's maybe a couple of rocky moments there. I didn't know what to say, but know, that's what it's all about. It's live off the cuff. Um, yeah, actually, not out last time chatting about it. Connor, leave it up to you actually to wrap it up. Yeah, no, same as same as Charlie there. Connor, absolute pleasure. Um, first time meeting you, so what better way to do it? Um, on the Shade Up podcast. Um, it was a pleasure, as I said. And the thing that I've been thinking about this whole podcast is. Whenever I get back um, on the field, um, I'll be thinking about you because you know what you've been through, and I'll be fucking sorry. Didn't mean to swear. I'll be justifying that whenever I get back on the field. Class so on. that's all I said. When are you back on the field, mate? Hopefully, three or four weeks. Three or four weeks. Yeah, it's going to be days. Yeah. Championship come down again, will there? Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Hopefully, Hopefully so. We'll leave it that. We'll leave it that. Look forward to the future. Um, and we'll we'll what we'll say is we'll have this episode out on Tuesday. Thanks very much for listening, folks. Episode twelve in the books. Connor White is a pleasure. Captain, leader, legend. Thanks very much, lad. Cheers, lad. Cheers. Yeah.